This is Stanley bringing you the sound doctrine of the Bible. Under God, I conducted sound doctrine seminars in 1997, 2007, and 2012. The talks of these seminars are now made available to you in segments of 10 to 15 minutes each. They are for your enlightenment and edification. We continue from what we saw in the previous segment. I would like to speak to you about the different spirits at work today. We are not only warned about another Jesus and another gospel, but we are also warned about a different spirit. 2 Corinthians 11th chapter and 4th verse. If he who comes preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, he speaks about three things here. Another Jesus, different gospel, and different spirit. So today we will look at a different spirit. We'll turn to Apostle John's warning given in the fourth chapter of his first epistle. First words. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. I want you to underline the word, many. In John's day, the attack was on the humanity of Jesus Christ. Now that was a doctrine that was in jeopardy in the time of John. Now today, the attack may be in another aspect of the body of doctrine of Christianity. Whatever it is, this warning is very relevant to us. Do not believe every spirit. Anything that looks spiritual, anything that looks spectacular, anything that looks unusual, do not believe every spirit. Test the spirits whether they are of God. The reason is many false spirits have gone into the world. Now, whenever there is a reference to false prophets or different spirits, you will find in the scriptures the word many is frequently used. We'll take some examples. Matthew 7, verses 15 and 22. Beware of false prophets. Verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Many. 24th chapter. And look at the 5th verse. Many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. They may not literally say, I am Christ, but whatever we may think about Christ, they will almost personify themselves and attract them towards themselves. So many will come to me 
many will come in my name and many will be deceived again many many second corinthians second chapter and 17 towards we are not as so many peddling the word of god many again philippians third chapter 18 towards many walk of whom i have told you often they are the enemies of the cross of christ many enemies of the cross first peter second chapter 18 towards little children it is the last hour as you have heard that the antichrist is coming even now many antichrists have come so usually when the enemy comes he comes in like a flood that's why jesus spoke about rains and jesus spoke about floods and jesus spoke about winds are all things which will dash or smash the building that is built and when paul was speaking he also said about every wind of doctrine and in the same ephesians 4:14 he spoke about tossed to and fro that means he gave the figure of waves being tossed to and fro so you find mostly false doctrines we find are figuratively illustrated by rains floods winds and waves now these figures if you clearly look at them they speak of a sweeping nature fortunately or unfortunately the holy spirit also compared to these figures he is compared to rain as showers he is compared to wind as a breeze from god's presence and he is compared to water to satisfy the longing souls now because the holy spirit also is compared to these figures satan very easily counterfeits his own activities in these figures so when his activities and his agents are very much on the surge it gives us an impression as if the spirit of god is moving sometimes our own songs and choruses are misleading us for example there is a very favorite chorus we have sung it several times God is moving one more time. God is moving one more time. Now on the surface this song looks very good. But it has got a big theological flaw. When was God idling and when was God sleeping? The spirit is moving from the first page of the Bible. and he has been working since then the father is working from the beginning and the son has been working jesus said it very clearly in john's gospel 5th chapter 
and 17th word. John 5 and 17. My father has been working until now. And I have been working. God never went on furlough and God never went to sleep. Any age of church history, God has been always working. So when we say that God is moving one more time, that gives totally a different picture and places us in a very dangerous premises. Last days did not begin in 1997. It started in the first year of the first century. Because that is the day when Peter quoted the Joel's prophecy. This is that which was spoken by Joel the prophet that in the last days I will pour out my, my spirit upon all flesh. So the last days began with the day of Pentecost. Last days began with the first advent of Jesus Christ. God who sundry times in diverse manners spoke to our fathers through prophets in these last days has spoken to us through his son. So we are in the last days from AD 1. So when we suddenly think about 1997 as last days, we take scriptures sometimes out of context and blow them out of proportion as if, oh these days something unusual is happening, some unusual move of the spirit. And now that opens up to all sorts of deception. And when we talk about the different spirit, we must remember these different spirits can operate through any of the ministers in the church. Now we think about fivefold ministries in the New Testament church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. You find this different spirit can manifest through any one of them. Number one, there can be false apostles. Second Corinthians, 11th chapter, 13th verse. Such are false apostles. They will transform themselves into the apostles of Christ. Secondly, false prophets. That's what we read in Matthew 7.15. Jesus said, beware of false prophets. Thirdly, there can be false evangelists. How do they come? They come through another gospel. That's what we did in Galatians 1, 6-8. If we are an angel from heaven, preach another gospel. So we can have false evangelists. And fourthly, we can have false shepherds or false pastors. That is John's Gospel, 10th chapter and verse 12. 
He who is a hireling and not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees away. Fifthly, we can have false teachers. That's what we read in 2 Peter, 2nd chapter and verse 1. There were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you. False apostles, false prophets, false evangelists, false pastors, and false teachers. So you find the false good can find itself manifested at any level or section, cross-section of Christian ministry. And there is a strong prediction that these things will be on the increase as we come to the end of the end time. 1 Timothy 4th chapter and verse 1. I want you to see the emphasis or the emphatic expression of this passage. Now the Spirit expressly says, you know, expressly means emphatically, clearly, without mixing of words, pointedly, forthrightly. That is all the meaning of that word expressly. Now the Spirit expressly says, in the latter times, it doesn't say last days, it says latter times. So that latter times, that original Greek means the concluding part of the last days. We are in the last days. Maybe this refers to the last day of the last days. What will happen? People will depart from the faith. They will not reject the faith. Now, you have to be very careful here. The word depart means slowly sliding away. It is not outright rejection or denial or blaspheming of the faith. So that word depart in Greek means slow departure. It is not an intentional going away, but it is unconscious, unintentional sliding away. You see, these are all words which the God, the Holy Spirit, put in the writings of the early apostles, because God, to be God, knows the end from the beginning. And whenever there was the slightest indication of the operation of a different spirit, the apostles became vehemently ferocious against them. Some of the words they used, we find it difficult to digest. Take for example, how Paul called the false people, the false preachers, or the false teachers of his day. Take down and then you can refer to these references later on. 2 Corinthians 11.13 There he calls them deceitful workers. 
Now later on you can refer to the actual verses and put the verses. Galatians 1.7 Troublemakers Second chapter, fourth verse False brethren Third chapter, first verse Witches Philippians, third chapter, second verse Dogs Evil workers 18th verse Enemies of the cross Colossians 2nd chapter 4th and 8th verses Deceivers 18th verse Frauds 1st Timothy 4th chapter 2nd verse Liars 6th chapter, 4th verse Proud men 5th verse Corrupt men 2nd Timothy, 2nd chapter, 16th verse Vain babblers 17th verse Cankers 26th verse Captives of the devil. Third chapter, thirteenth verse. Imposters and evil men. Titus, first chapter, tenth verse. Idle talkers. Eleventh verse. Subverters. Third chapter, tenth verse. Heretics or divisive men. Now let me give you an exercise. Take the two epistles of Peter and see how Peter calls these people. That you can do it when you are back home. And put all these things together, you get a total idea of the characteristics of these false ministers. We all like the epistles written to Timothy and Titus because they are very practical. I like them because they are letters to young ministers. Do you know what is the first exhortation in that epistle? First epistle of Timothy, first chapter. The very first exhortation, you please look at that, then you will understand the importance of what we are talking about. Immediately after a personal greeting was shared, he says, As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus, that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine. You charge them that they preach no other doctrine. Later on he will say, I charge you to preach the right doctrine. The very first thing was, you charge those not to preach the wrong doctrine. We will continue our study in the next segment. God bless you.